Hello, freaks, and welcome to Radical Research. This is episode 109. We are looking at size weirdest moments. This is not a discography survey. This is not a super nerdy, epic length thing. We just wanted to tease out the weirdest moments from Japan's Psy. We'll get started in a second. Wanted to say hello to Hunter. Hunter recently upgraded his hi-fi system. I'm glad he did. We've been talking a lot about that privately, and uh, we're not going to bore you with all that tonight. But one thing I want to say is Radical Research is now powered exclusively by Rogue Amps. Rogue Amps. It wants to be endorsed exclusively by Rogue Amps. Rogue Amps, your ticket for transcendence. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) I just came up with that. Is that okay? I like it. You think they'll go for that? Hell, Well, I hope so. And they'll send us new remotes. Send, uh, send the send the check. Send the amps. Send the checks. Send the amps. And you've got the Sphinx model, right? Correct. Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna ha- have to try to get endorsed by them and have them send us Pharaohs. We'll upgrade even further someday. So, uh, but sh- yeah, yeah, I'm I'm so glad you're powered by Rogue and been a lot yeah, of fun. That, last night was a very special night. Shout out to my dear friend, occasional nemesis and bandmate. And I think three or four bands now, Jason Walton, and to you, my dear, dear friend, Radical Research co-host and uh, dork. Well, I was going to say um, co-conspirator in many misadventures over the years. <laughs> uh, both of you guys uh, inspired me to take a, a pretty good look at myself and say, you know what? Your favorite thing to do is listening to music. Maybe you should upgrade. Yeah, I mean, it's it, because it's so personal and people listen in such different ways. I'm never one to evangelize too much about really good playback equipment, but I believe in it so much. And I've seen the light over the years. It's a slow, it's a slow evolution, I think, for everybody and everybody's different. But man, yeah, what you're what you're hearing now, I heard ten years ago when I upgraded, yeah. uh, or I should say, made the most serious uh, upgrades to many components. And, I remember uh, actually, and and I do believe, gosh, <laughs> that actually seems like several lifetimes ago. But I remember visiting your place over on Battleground, and you had upgraded, and um, I remember us listening to the Morbus Crone record. And a, a, I believe a Stephen Wilson. I played you Raven, uh, the, yep, Raven yeah, the, the Raven and, album because the, the vinyl, the vinyl press on that sounds amazing and just really favored my new system. And I said I sat you down and played Luminol the first song off that, and I remember you being pretty blown away with the system. Um, I know it's insane. I, 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 you know, we'd been to Ken's place before, but I don't know that I was quite ready for that at the time. I was sure. in my early twenties and just. You know, I didn't have any money and had, had no had no luxury of upgrading. And two, like I and I think I've said this before on this show, like I grew up as a you know a Walkman and Discman kid. Yep. And um, I I don't think I had any real appreciation for the the magic of the hi fi, the plein air. But over the years, I, I've developed it, and again, it, it's been at your place and at Jason's. And just hearing it, hearing music in a different way. And last night, things came alive. And they will come alive again tonight. 
that's what we're going to rip through this episode so you can get back to your system pretty much that's it so you know guys don't don't expect a lot well you like maybe jeff but not out of me tonight oh i never expect a lot yeah i i am i've never let the music do the talking so fast (laughs) tonight and let's get talking about the uh the miraculous music of mirai and his hold up hold up we got to thank paul oh oh we got to thank Paul Stolp, who sent us another donation. And this time, it equaled the runtime of his two favorite Domsgard albums, Satanic Art, which is an EP. Uh, that's 16 minutes. And Black Medium Current, which is uh, about 70 minutes. So another generous donation, another really thoughtful and creative donation from Paul Stolp. Man, thank I, you. I hope. You know what? I don't even hope. We're going to make it happen. You and Paul Stolp would be the fastest of friends. He is the most awesome just sweetest guy smart obviously so like super smart yep um the best taste because he and i have essentially the same record collection (laughs) his playlists are uncannily like both of ours yeah 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 yes but um yeah thank you paul um it's uh it's our honor yeah seems seems like a, a kindred spirit at the very very least Awesome, dude. Uh, we also got a really interesting email from a guy named Bad Ronald. Uh, that's the only way. I, I don't think you've read it yet, Hunter, but I wanted to mention I, that. I have not. Yeah. He was uh, reminded to send us uh, just a correspondence after hearing that your favorite album, uh, your favorite Carcass album, is Necroticism, uh, which was, which is something you mentioned on the um, Napalm Death episode, the previous episode. So I like that something like that will get somebody to write to us uh, feverishly. But he said his favorite episodes yet of our uh, podcast. We haven't heard from this guy yet. He's just a longtime listener, first nice. time, first time caller. And he said uh, his favorite episodes so far were the Nuclear Death episode and the uh, the French Dread episode uh, about all the really strange, dark, fucked up music that comes from France. Uh, it, was, it, it, it ranged everything from Rio to uh, Despel Omega and everything in between. And then he went and grabbed all the Shylock LPs after that. So uh, mission accomplished, man. Now we need, um, we appreciate your support, um, but we are immediately issuing a restraining order against you. <laughs> I can give you Thomas Clark's, uh, Thomas Knowles number, if you like. You, you two might get along. We'll foist uh, Bad Ronald <laughs> off on, 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 on guys we, we really can't have stalking us. But no, seriously, Bad Ronald, thank you. We, we love that shit. Okay, so, man, sigh. Let's listen to the title track from 1997's Hail, Horror, Hail. This is a very deliberate choice for the first track. Again, we're only listening to some super fucking weird parts uh, in size discography. We highly recommend all the parts of their discography. And I don't think there's one that's like super bad. There's a couple albums and we'll get to this uh, that I don't love, but um, uh, two, two, two in succession for me. Ooh, interesting. We'll, we'll talk. There's actually one album I haven't ever heard. So we will get to that. Uh, but yeah, let's listen to hail horror hail to kick this motherfucker off.
that's one of the amazing things about Psy too, especially in that that era. I don't know. I guess that the whole thing's been a thing with Psy since since about this record that juxtaposition of like just insane cinematic weirdness and eighties frosty kind of primitive metal and German thrash and stuff. In Mirai, especially this age, I, I think kind of wore his influences on his sleeve. But mm-hmm. but I don't think that size weirdness and that kind of jump cutting thing ever did a disservice to his songwriting. It's kind of like Bungle. Like a lot of people have imitated Bungle and and they fail um, because they're just trying to throw so many ideas um, at the wall at the same time. It doesn't have a sense of or, so like an organic birth. Exactly. But like somehow, and it does not make any sense on paper, like Mirai is able to take all these insanely weird things and make them make some sort of compositional and emotional sense together. I think they're so good at focusing idiosyncrasy or idiosyncrasies. There's sort of an, an, in the more you listen to it, there's like an inner logic that reveals itself to you. Yep. There was a moment, there was a dip in their catalog, and I guess we'll get to this. We kind of mentioned it earlier. I don't like Hangman's Hymn very much, the 2000 album. Sorry, 2007 album. Yep. It's just drenched in the orchestral element uh, too too much where I really start losing interest and wondering if I'm listening to like, uh, later theory on which i love christopher johnson but i'm just not a fan of the later theory on it's just drenched in like melodrama way 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 too deep uh it's it's just not enjoyable and then i haven't even heard scenes from hell because of that like i'm like i was not interested at that point and what's happened with sigh for me and i need to hear scenes from hell it's weird i i you know i'm pretty well educated in this world and i'm I'm just like in in, the, in this world of this microcosm anyway of music and it's weird that I haven't heard a Psy album for me. Like that's, that's not, you know me, dude, I go through discographies. <laughs> I plow through them if, if I'm interested in the band. I don't. So I don't like Gallows Gallery. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Or Hangman's okay. Okay. Well, okay. Either one of them. it's a soft middle in their discography. So f- what I was going to say though, for me, that sounds like my body right now, the biscuit, that's a buttery biscuit right there. Um, no, but like after I got into like air to despair from, uh, about six years ago and Shiki uh, from a couple years ago, those just kind of brought things really full circle for me with this band. So it was actually Graveward that got me back into them because of our boy Ilya known better by his handle on Facebook B-roll. Yeah. Um, who is, a and, and, uh, <laughs> an almost too passionate advocate for the um, the redux of uh, imaginary sonicscapes. Oh. <laughs> but that's that's when I started to pay attention to them again. And then you got me with air to despair and you know, we're back in, we're back in business. Yeah, no, that, I mean, cause and that's the thing, I, their latest stuff kind of confirms for me what you were saying about hail horror hail and that whole era. So, yeah, we're going to just keep diving in. This is, um, in a lot of ways, kind of the ultimate radical research type band, the radical research-esque, because there's just something very natural about their weirdness, right? It's not it's not affected. 
And if you followed them since Infidel Art, which I have, I think the first one I owned was uh, was Infidel Art. Uh, Scorn Defeat, of course, comes before that, and I and I knew about that, but the first one I owned was Infidel. So 93, 95, like they were already kind of strange, of course, exotic in a lot of the ways, but they just became more and more intriguing. And even with their failures, I'm sort of intrigued. You know, I mean, I I don't I don't get rid of Hangman's Hymn. I just don't like it that much. But it's hard for me, yeah, to say that I I am anything less than a humongous fan of this band because there's just there's just nothing like this. Well, if you would indulge me very quickly, no, I, I will tell you how no. I got fan. I'm not interested in that. Well, it has to do with you. <laughs> oh, talking, well. Yeah. Yeah, all, all of a sudden you're interested. Yeah, let's take a listen. Yeah, all yeah. right. Well, yeah. narcissistic mm-hmm. son of a bitch. <laughs> you know me. And there, so I knew the name, and I don't remember if it was like through, you know, Descent or Requiem or what. I, mean, I knew the name Psy. But there was a an issue of Metal Maniacs where you I can't remember like where it was in the issue, but apparently you had gotten some cd stolen from you oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Was, yeah and you actually listed them out and one of them was ghastly funeral theater and all of a sudden it was like what kind of band would be named sigh sure like, what does that like what does that mean one of my favorite band names ever there's something oh, about it's incredible. it it's incredible and it, yes i mean so evocative and then like ghastly funeral theater. And I remember I was just getting into like Arto and I don't know, just the weird, weird theater and uh, Tom Stoppard. And it's just the idea that theater could be weird and that it could <laughs> also be ghastly and funereal. Ah, and yeah, yeah. It's like shit. And that's when I got into them. Interesting. Wow, that's awesome. See, that's our, I did. our dear friend Lila from Metal Disc. And I, I hope she's somewhere. <laughs> and yes. I hope she's heard our podcast at some point. Somewhere good. We've mentioned and, her a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's what I got. That was my entryway. Okay. Uh, you know what's interesting? I've never known that. Like you never told me that. And that's great because that was just a, like a little list in the in the shorts section or the pen pal section where I just was. It was in the shorts. I was so incensed, and I thought, "Fuck you!" Here's everything you took for no good reason, other than you, you, you stole a hotel key. Back when that was, of course, easier to do. Anyhow, incidentally, Ghastly Funeral Theater, one of my very, very, very favorite Psy releases. Uh, it's technically an EP, but it holds up as an album for me. Love that thing. Goddamn. Yep. Nothing from that on here tonight because, um, although the early stuff has plenty of weirdness, as we were saying, I there's just even more later on. We're going to sample two in a row from Imaginary Sonicscape 2001. This album, uh, you know, all you have to do is look at the the band photo on the inside, where especially where Mirai, who we're going to mention a lot, Mirai Kawashima, essentially the leader and constant in Psy, he's sort of the away of of Psy, where he's the only guy that's ever been there every single moment. His spread of keyboards is Emerson-like. It's Wakeman-like. It's just incredible. And like I remember since the mid-90s, constantly being more and more and more interested in Prague and therefore keyboards, and then seeing this and going, holy shit, where's Psy going now? As I see the fantasy, it's a city, as I know, no one shares my 
so I think we can say this about Psy is that as much as they love weirdness, they also like the rock. <laughs> it's like gentle giant. Like, yeah, you've got a lot of like crazy ideas and stuff, but ultimately she's like the rock. You know what I, I was, we were talking before this episode kind of officially started. And I told you a little bit about my visit with Philip von Segabod in this weekend with uh, Josh Greer's place. And Philip had never, he's kind of like Marty Rickon where they both said, yeah, I think I would really get into Prague, but I don't want to go down that rabbit hole at this age. It's like, <laughs> because they know it's going to be deadly, dangerous and costly. You know what I mean? But, it, but of course they know they're going to love yes. it. But, you know, look, it's, we have to make musical choices and it's a first world problem. But anyway, uh, I played him General Giant's free hand on the way to uh, drop him off at the airport Monday, and uh, he totally got into it. <laughs> and I think, again, that's a band I play for people who want to check out more prog because they rock, right? They, they, put, they keep the rock and prog rock. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the other thing that I love about it is that it's, um, it's kind of shameless. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Bands that have sort of rarefied aspirations it's like oh we can't rock because that's you know beneath us and it makes me love Psy and Gentle Giant all the more because they're capable of doing incredibly weird and amazing things and yet they still have the guts to rock and they might have tongue-in-cheek right but they also aren't doing some stupid ironic thing because that's the thing that no, bothers. No, no, no. There's no, there's no irony here. Right, right. Like if you either like this, or you don't. Mirai, uh, yeah, Mirai might crack a smile. Like, can you believe that we just put these two things together? <laughs> right, but exactly. Now that we're rocking, we're rocking. That's what imaginary Sonicscape is. I mean, that you just defined it right there. Uh, you know, oh, you this just, is holy shit. That's kind of the vibe of that album. Mirai, tongue-in-cheek, saying, "Here you go." Yep. Yeah, um, I, I think we got to jump to 2018. So obviously very, you know, more recent, uh, very, very, very recent in radical research world, for sure. Like, that's, <laughs> you know, I don't know how I feel about this. I, I'm just kidding. I know. It's, no, I know. Look, I, it's tough to get you into. Look, I mean, like, you know, we just did that thing, man, with Afterbirth and Veil Mod and horrendous I, i'm not entirely without faith laster yeah no no i, I know dude i know i'm we, we i know kid. you do. i'm just we kid but let's go to 2018 like talk about amazing modern weird metal like air to despair is incredible not only because it's some what of the, weirdest, the cover the, the cover i have grappled with for a while i instantly loved it because i was just because it made me go what the fuck you know like and i and i start looking closer i start looking closer and you know she's watering a dead plant which as somebody pretty well into gardening, uh, it's horrifying. I'm like, how did you let that go? Why? And then you see this thing in the background, yeah. but you're not given much more in any other part of the packaging. Their artwork's always really good. Um, this is a great you know, example of just music artwork intriguing you and kind of adding to the experience, I guess. But, uh, but again, Mirai is one of those like very, like a visionary artist. Um, where he just sees, he sees it all. He sees all the angles. Yes, like, yes. He's the kind of guy that I can imagine, like when he's writing, beginning to write an album, he almost imagines the color scheme for the cover. And look at the way they title their albums. It S I G H S I G H S I G H. I mean, it seems like this has been a thing for quite a while. 
I, he, he found his muse early. He's one of those guys I would call a genius. Oh, yeah, no, 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 totally. And totally. if we're going to call any of their albums a masterpiece, I put Air to Despair up probably up there as my second or third favorite side. I think it's incredible because you it get is. this almost Akrakaki level ability and ferocity and and just fucked upness in in the the most metal aspects of it and then you get this middle called heresy and it's heresy one heresy two heresy three that dives into probably the weirdest shit they've ever done or at least perplexing the most perplexing and the most gratifying there's it begins with that thing i think heresy one begins with what's that song on mayhem's grand declaration a blood sword and a colder sun the synthy thing the beautiful awesome fucking aspect of that album Mm. It's heresy one is like that. It, it's a got very, I think it's almost inspired by it. That makes me very happy. So we're going to listen to heresy two, the entire thing. It's only, uh, I think it's less than two minutes. A cosmism. Cosmism in philosophy, the view that God is the soul and ultimate reality and that finite objects and events have no independent existence. A cosmism has been equated with pantheism, the belief that everything is God. All I heard was a bunch of fucking awesome nonsense. Yep. I heard a bunch of awesome synth. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I like the vocal the most. I mean, that... that... I do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yes. It reminded me of sort of a... Like a Frank Zappa thing, like a Joe's Garage thing. Well, sure, yeah, with the the vocoder type, yeah, uh, narration, I guess, and and it being really disturbing. Like I, I find that that gets into that point where music is just you're a little uncomfortable. Something ha- is happening here in this atmosphere, in this in this thing they're creating, is not quite right. Like it just it's a it's a little little off. It has sort of this specific or, or or intentional negative effect on me do you know what i mean yep well it should let's jump four years ahead to two years ago that sounds that's 
when we do new music it, it's like time travel it's weird because it's like we're jumping like into this world that we usually don't fucking jump into <laughs> 2022 this comes out this was also a really interesting and great 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 album only overshadowed by air despair's greatness but man this thing yeah i believe in this oh, one a lot too yep uh, this has the interesting we were uh josh and philip and i this weekend we're talking about the the weirdest um one of the weirdest musicians in metal in terms of his resume is this guy mike heller that plays on shiki by Psy. uh it's his only Psy album so far he plays with helms deep which last year released this album that was josh greer's favorite of the year uh called treacherous ways it's super traditional metal done really well so, so josh is uh, still in the teat Oh yeah, I mean, and and, and but he like he likes the good Middle teats. Warrior man, no, he likes guy. he likes the good teats because he, like he kind of he, yeah, he's pretty picky in really good ways. Where you know you either give us the best or we don't we don't yep. talk. This guy's also been in Malignancy, that the death metal band that uh, had mortician ties. He's been in Fear Factory. He's been in uh, Azure Emote. It's just <laughs> oh, and Raven. He's been in Raven for about twelve years. <laughs> Let me, that. D'Angelo. Let me correct that six years so yeah he's got this weird fucking resume anyway let's listen to uh satsui geshi noato from 2022's shiki yeah what do you make of that yeah Yeah. no it's it's great cut up stuff like i think the last part of that snippet kind of shows it because it's like it's really inventive cut up it's like it's it 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 made me respond right it makes me laugh it makes me yeah it does and it almost makes some kind of compositional sense yeah no that's what i mean yeah absolutely ha mirai well let's get into some really deep shit here the next one and the one one from hell or hell one from insomnophobia and then the really really weird one from hail horror hail which will bring up a lot of hail horror hail discussion because if we're talking the weirdest side if we're talking about the weirdest side moments per capita per minute or whatever on each album i think we've i think you and i agree that hail horror hail is probably the weirdest yep okay i think easily yeah let's play all three in a row this is 12 souls from 1997 this is amongst the phantoms of abandoned tumbrils from 2012 and this is invitation to die oh yeah Yeah, 
invitation to die from hail horror hail amongst the phantoms of abandoned tumbrils just look at the amazing amazing album cover of insomnophobia to understand what a tumbrel is and then look it up uh and then 12 souls from hail horror hail as well so invitation to die that piece we just heard and i was going to challenge you on that being the best or the weirdest but i'm going to give it to you like that's that's kind of some of the best side that's ever been I told you man yeah you did tell that's me pretty much it it's so funky yeah the baseline and, sells it every but i mean the vocals the syncopation of the vocals too yeah yep. it's just it's yeah it's incredible <laughs> it really is man <laughs> <laughs> only a few years on from tragedies the uh their demos man those demos are rough but they're all they also have their charm but man yep. this band advanced so much uh in, in such a short period of time um and then we yeah amongst the phantoms well let's go back to 12 souls actually that's just not typical hill horror hail because nothing's typical on it but just um redolent of what that album's all about uh, yeah and then i want to talk about insomnophobia i don't know how much you know that album but um it's good uh it's got metatron from meads of asphodel doing some guest vocals because maride and he, he are well acquainted and they guest on each other's albums call back to one of my favorite bands i've discovered since doing this weird podcast but insomnophobia the cover uh man I think this is their best album cover. Uh, Ellerin Cantor, I think that's how you say his name. He's done a lot of good oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, no, that guy's amazing. This yeah. is this is one of his very best, and this is, for me, like this this album cover is incredible. I need it on vinyl because I'm looking at the CD, and it's just not adequate. It's incredible <laughs> artwork. It's no. chilling, and there, there's the tumbrel holding one, two, three, four, seven dead babies. It's pretty wild. Mm. Shall we move on? Let's. Your take on Hell Horror Hail and the follow up, which was scenario four Dread Dreams. We know what little, we think about Triple little H. Disappointing. Little disappointing. Little bit. No, a little. Um, I I still I love it now. Yes. Um, I was a little a little hurt when it came out. Ah, I had the little, same feel. I, I had a feeling of like they were always ascending in t- as far as I'm concerned, because Ghastly Funeral Theater was their best up to that point. Uh, infidel art was their best up to that point scorn defeat was their best up to that you know what i mean like that's how kind of how they they ran i didn't feel like that about scenario four exactly yeah that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So it's like a blood him a blood him yeah that's yeah. good enslaved yeah yeah that's right here we go this is funky a little bit from diabolic suicide Oh, 
one wonders if they thought perhaps they'd gone a little too far. And they tried to recapture some of that, you know, that Hellhammer spirit that was always that was always in their music, still is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They kind of it it, it it bummed me out a little bit because I felt like they were one of those bands that could have just gone on to not being metal at all and it would have been amazing. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. I'm on board with that. Although that's what I was saying about air to despair earlier was that it's metalness is what makes me love sigh all over again. Yeah, no, no, I'm wrong. The retreat from the bravery of the previous album just kind of bummed me out. Yeah. And then they had a weird trajectory because they kind of gave us their most proggy album in, in some ways, like texturally anyway, and mood wise, uh, imaginary Sonicscape. So then you're like, oh, okay, now they're moving back out because to me, yeah, that's a metal album, but it's also goes back into this uh, lots of non-metal worlds, you know, extra metal worlds. Yeah. Uh, And then they do Gallows Gallery, which was everybody was like, what is this now? Is this still Psy? Because it was this weird. I'm still coming to grips with that album. It's like it's it's like early Black Sabbath and it's dirtiness and kind of grimness, but you know they don't have the songs and. I don't know. That that album just strikes me so weird. I, I, I still don't like it. I love all. it for what it is. I don't listen to at it at all. I don't like it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. You picked this one from Graveward, which is an album that I think is pretty good, but I think if I rank the Psy albums, it's going to be third to last, maybe. I have to hear it for season. Well, I like this album. I like it. I don't love it. Yeah. So, Molesters of My Soul. What a great title. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I mean, like, Until You're Dead. Yeah, then it it just kind of sucks. Rayward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now, I don't care who molests my soul, but I mean, like, some (laughs) like, you know, this is less than pleasant. It's kind of like a, a a song title from a later King Diamond album. But (laughs) thankfully, the song is better than any of that. Because you know, yeah, hate to say anything bad about King Diamond. We don't. Well, no, and and I we don't favor the later stuff. Mirai so I'll just say it that way. Loves King Diamond as well. So. Who does? Mirai. Yes, I. For, man, you gotta love King Diamond, man. Or yeah. leave the leave the hall.
So for all I said about Grave Word, that that's, sounds so good and fresh to me, even though I've listened to that album. I'm probably like at seven or eight listens on that one. So not a lot, but like I know it. And I have such a deeper appreciation for that that I'll probably pull out Grave Word in general. I did tell you while we were listening to it, though, that um, some of that album reminds me of what I imagine the newest Demi War Gear single to sound like. Yes. Whatever that is, five years ago, two years ago, I don't know. But not this. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. this not sound like that. No, that's amazing. <laughs> that actually blew me away. So you picked that one and another great pick because uh, it's it's hard to get weirder or better than that. It's just, it's also, that's another one that just, that one flows really organically for them. You could have a whole album based on that approach. I would love to hear that. Yet, it's not happening. I, I wonder if anybody listening to this will like pick up Psy for maybe the first time and understand how much like just super fucking awesome raw Japanese black metal is there in its own weird way, always black metal. And then this stuff, right? Because this is, we're obviously skewing the side thing a little bit. Uh, But you know, that's, that's what's always made of great. I mean, it it goes back a long ways. Episode 110 of radical research will be a return to the intrigue compilation. The one that Steven Wilson put together, curated, did some notes on. There's another great bit of liner notes by someone else that we'll mention on this episode bunch of great stuff <laughs> what i'm learning is in some ways at least uh, another dimension of art rock which i'm so enamored by and uh hey we're gonna do that next time do you believe it's been this long since i've been into associates and obsessed with them that we're finally going to get that covered on cd2 of the four cd comp <laughs> Wait. yeah no it's gonna be a different episode and, and i i encourage all the only metal people that listen to us to listen to that. But I, I get the sense that most people that listen to us are probably hip to that. Yeah. I think they're all in at this point. All right. Let's get back to Cy. Thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate every one of you. Look us up at radicalresearch.org. Write us at radicalresearchpodcast at gmail.com. That's our PayPal ID. Let's get back to Cy. This is Seed of Eternity from Hail or Hail. Till next time. May it be that. May it be light, may it be shadow, may it be light, but truth should be buried.